Well, good morning and welcome to Experience Life Church. We're expecting the goodness of God to be manifested in this place today. I know this is Labor Day and a lot of people are taking advantage of this uh, weekend and they're taking a vacation and enjoying their Labor Day somewhere. And I hope that if you're away, you that are watching us in the internet, that maybe if you're away somewhere that you're joining us right here in Dallas, Texas or Carrollton, Texas and experience like church. I want to tell you this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I want to read something that uh, uh, someone that I met back a few months ago, she posted this today and I'm going somewhere with this so it's not negative. Sometimes I just wanted to stop the talk of COVID, protests, looting, brutality. I lose my way. I become convinced that this new normal is real life. Then I meet an 87-year-old who talks of living through polio, diphtheria, Vietnam protests, and yet is still enhanced with life. He seemed surprised when I said that 2020 must be especially challenging for him. He said no. He said slowly, looking me straight in the eyes, I learned a long time ago to not see the world through the printed headlines or the news. Wow. I see the world through the people that surround me. I see the world with the realization that we love big. Therefore, I just choose to write my own headlines. Husband loves wife today. Family drops everything to come to grandma's bedside patted my hand and said, old man makes new friend. And sometimes we do, we get so caught up in the headlines and in the news that we forget there's people out there that are hurting. Amen. Maybe we're gonna meet someone new. And actually this lady, it was one of those uh, God time meetings. Uh, I was at a salon, I'm gonna take just a, a second okay, here. here. You can <laughs> preach this morning if you want to. I was at a salon and in the processing area. Many of you know when you're when you get the foils and things in your hair, you have to get it processed. Well, I'm glad I don't have to. Do that. <laughs> you ought to be. And I was in the processing room, and there was a lady out there, and she was kind of wiping her eyes. And I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, "Well, I lost my son. He was grown." She said, "But it hurts." She said, I lost my son a year ago and I have no one to relate to. And so then I began to share with her how we lost our son. And she said, I am so thankful for this. She said, this is a God-ordained meeting. Mm. And she was a Christian wow. and she is the one that posted this. And we became friends on Facebook and we kind of share things back and forth. I don't know her real well. But I do know that it was a God-divine appointment. And if we will focus our eyes on the people around us instead of the headlines and the news, there's people out there that need us. Amen. They need a word from God. They Amen. need a word in due season. So if anything I could say today, be aware of the people around you because there are people that just need a comforting word from you. Wow. How awesome that God will put us at the right place 
at the right time to minister to someone and that's really what experience life ministries is is all about is to bring courage hope and faith I tell people all the time I'm not some uh, detailed teacher uh, I am not one to preach about the end times with all of these scriptures of when Jesus is coming or when he's not I believe he is and I understand that but I don't feel like that's my call my call is to encourage people and love people and that's what we do you know just this week um, and last week we've spent probably 20 hours uh, this week on the phone just encouraging people in different states and different places and some even overseas so I want you to know that God loves you and that God cares for you every one of you and no matter what may be going on in your life as she mentioned to you about the lady in the salon with tears in her eyes God can put you there to minister to someone and I pray that happens today in this service that God will use me to and, and our worship uh, to minister to you so let's pray and ask God's blessings here on the service today father as we come into the throne room of grace we're so grateful and thankful for this opportunity and this privilege that we have this Sunday morning to come in freedom and worship in our uh, worship center and as we're here today worshiping you Lord we just ask that your angels will surround this place touch the hearts and the lives of people anoint David anoint everyone that's a part anoint Matthew God anoint all of our people that is in the media room those that's a part of a camera or whatever place they are the switcher anything that they're doing the people in the church the sound God just somehow anoint us all to speak your words and be a blessing to many people today in Jesus Christ precious name amen and amen now to you here in the congregation this morning we do have a technical problem this morning and I was just told when I came in that one of our machines most likely was damaged in the in the time when the water was here and the dampness and it's not what working to put words on the screen as uh, David leads us in worship but if you miss a word just say it in tongues I guess uh, I know that's what I have to do sometimes I, when I'm when I don't see the words sometimes I just say it in tongues or I just mimic something or make something up trying to keep up anyway we're so glad to be in church today with you and you that are joining us by internet and David Carpenter we're ready to, to you to take us into the Holy Ghost praise the Lord let's all stand and all of you that are watching we're going to sing a song so many of you know already I'm so grateful for this this is my heart's cry this morning when I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He healed me to the uttermost. And when I think about the Lord, how He picked me up and turned me around, how He set my feet on solid ground. Thank you. 
Come on, church, lift up the name of blessing. All the blessing, glory and honor. All honor, glory and honor to your name. Glory and honor to your name. I lift up, oh, I lift up the name. I lift up my heart to you in praise For there is power in your name Your name is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Jesus my Lord Hallelujah Lord We bless you Lord God, you're worthy of our praise. You're worthy. Come on, just lift up your praise in this house. We lift you up in praise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I lift up my heart to you in praise. For there is power in your name. You're my Jesus, my Jesus, oh Jesus, my Lord. One more time, from your heart, just telling them that you love him this morning. He is worthy of our praise. He's worthy of all honor. He's worthy of all glory. Give it to him this morning. It is due him. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor. Oh, there's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. Oh, usher in your presence in this place, Lord. You that are watching, wherever you are, let the presence of God just usher into your place and fill your heart with so much peace, so much joy, so much strength. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. There's nothing like the presence of there's nothing like the presence of the Lord And as we seek your face You are here in this place There is nothing like the presence of the Lord We'll sing that again there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Yes, there is nothing like the presence of the Lord. As we seek your face, 
as we seek your face you are here in this place there is nothing like the presence of the Lord. there's nothing like the healing there's nothing like the healing of the Lord do you need healing this morning oh there is nothing like the healing of the Lord as we seek and as we seek your face you are here in this place there is nothing like the healing of the lord nothing like the glory oh there's nothing like the glory of the lord there is nothing like the glory of the lord as we see and as we There is nothing like the glory of the Lord. Nothing like the healing. There is nothing like the healing of the Lord. Nothing like the presence. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Nothing like your presence. In your presence there's fullness of joy. At your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And as we seek your face, you are here in this place. As we seek, as we seek your face, you are here in this place. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. And Thou, O oh Lord, are a shield about me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head and thou oh Lord you are a shield about me you're the glory and the lifter of my head sing thou a lord oh thou oh lord you are a shield about me you're the glory and the lifter of of my head 
hanging low because things around you are not normal or the way that you are believing or would like for them to be but you know what you can just go to him and he will help you he will lift your head to where you're looking up to him instead of looking into the face of pain Aren't you glad this morning that you know who the lifter of your head is? David, I want you to do that part again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're the lifter of my head. Everybody join in.
You know, it's sometimes the presence of the Lord just overwhelms you. And when He does, it's like you don't ever want that to stop. You want to stay, it's like in a bubble almost, that it's, you're right into the presence of God. I know God is in us all the time, but sometimes it's just like heaven opens up and the rays of glory just come in from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. We don't experience that all the time, but when you do, how wonderful it is. I don't know if you want to sing that one again or something else, but I'm not ready to preach yet. <laughs> Welcome here. 
you, but I just feel charged with his holy presence today. And I feel like he's just touching hearts right here today. And Myrna and Wilson down in Houston are precious members, some of the longest members of the church watching in Houston, Texas this morning in their hotel room. Bless you. And I hope y'all are feeling the presence of the Lord right there. Well, turn around and look at someone and smile at them real big and say, You sure are looking good today. Amen. 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 Well, you know, um, I always enjoy Sunday morning when it's time to come into the house of God and worship Him in spirit and in truth. And yesterday was just a sweet day for me. Some days, you know, you get busy and maybe go to the mall or go shopping with my wife or something to the grocery store or something. But yesterday was a day that I don't think I even went outside the house until after 6 p.m. I just stayed worshiping God, reading His Word, meditating, thinking about all of the good things that God has done through our 60 plus years of ministry for the people's lives that's been touched and how God has kept us and how we've been able to be doing what we do this long and we've never allowed the circumstances to stop us from doing what God's told us to do has there been hard days <laughs> I asked you that same question and I know what your answer would be yes there's been plenty of hard days but you know that's the days you just keep the faith the switch of faith turned on. I believe R.W. Schambach said that. You just keep the switch of faith turned on. You don't turn it off when hard times come. And even when good times is there, you keep the switch of faith on. And finally, maybe a little after six, is out in the backyard and just thanking God for His goodness and for His blessings and for keeping us. And I know that a lot of people's hearts are sad today. My heart's not sad, but it's touched by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so today, we've come to worship God. We've come to enter into His presence. And I think it's already happened. 
I could almost go home without even any further, David. You've just taken us right into the presence of God. Thank you so much. Let's just give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Could we do that? Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. Well, we we're going to receive our offering here to you that are watching. Um, again, we can't put anything on the screens today because of the technical situation we got going on. But um, one of the things that blesses me so much here at, oh, there we go. We got something on the screen. That's all right. <clears throat> maybe the, maybe the machine got healed. I don't know. Maybe it got healed. Anyway, um, I prayed this morning when all of the team, we were in the prayer room this morning and every one of the team, we came in and I said, Lord, you can fix all kinds of things. You can even fix this machine or it's a, some kind of a box, electronic box that does all this stuff. And, um, and I don't know anything about any of that, but I told the Lord, I said, you can even heal that. You can repair it. Uh, and so that's the kind of God we serve. But when we talk about the offering, I don't even have to talk about it here because I was seeing people before the service started just come bring in their offering up here and their tithe. And so that's what I appreciate about the people of experience life. You know, they just are givers, they're tithers, and they love to give, they love to put God first. And you've heard our story so many times that when Pastor Sharon and I got married, when we were in the hotel room, we decided together, and we had talked about it before we got married, but just two young kids, I don't even remember the name of the city in New York, it was somewhere out of Buffalo, New York, where we stopped for our first night, got married in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. But we got in the car and started driving. And you know, we were too young to know you should make reservations and make plans ahead. But we didn't do that. We found a hotel room, a hotel that said vacancy. So we stopped. And, um, but we started praying and um, said, God, we're always going to be our best. Do our best to be faithful to you with our tithe. And so over 59 years, God has helped us to be faithful with that, and we're grateful, and I believe that's one reason why he takes care of us the way he does, is because we try always to put him first in everything we do. Amen? Well, you that are watching, if you want to give, go to elglobal.church, elglobal.church, and uh, there's a place on this, the uh, website there that it says give, you'll see that. Just click on that and you can uh, just follow the information that it tells you. It's very simple, it's very easy to do. If you'd rather send it by mail, there's an address where you can send it by mail. And I want to thank you in advance for you that have given and you that will be given. God is somehow taking care of us and supplying the need. Well, somebody just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I... Um, I really prayed this morning about what I should talk to you about, as I always do, because I think that what I deliver or say, 
I believe it needs to benefit you and add value to your life and encourage you to where you want to go from where you are to the next level, that you can go from glory to glory. And this morning I pray that in this message that it will uh, help you to go to another level because we see in our world right now, our world we know is the most <clears throat> complex world that I have ever lived in and I'm sure you can say the very same thing. But today I want to, you know, I had uh, Lynn Thomas that does our Facebook ads. David Carpenter called me and he said, what's the subject matter? And so uh, I, I had him just put on something there. It's a time for, and I left it blank. But I want to tell you, it's a time for courage. It's a time for every believer to have courage. You know, someone told me, um, you know, how bad they're, they're experiencing things and, and the disappointments that have come in their life. And sometimes they just, they said, I just feel like I'm numb. I just, I just can't break through. But I believe today, if you're numb and you feel like you can't break through, I believe God's word is going to help you to break through. Can I hear an amen? amen? Well, let me just say that we're living in a time when every believer needs the courage to stand against the wiles of the evil one. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We all know the scripture. But against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. So I want you to understand when you're feeling down, when you're feeling discouraged or disappointed, or you're going through depression, that God will take you to the next level if you'll turn to Him. See, real courage comes from God, and the more time that you spend with God, the stronger your courage will become. What is courage? What is courage? Let me just tell you the definition that I, I have seen through the Word of God of what the definition is. This is not necessarily coming from some dictionary, maybe a little bit of it, but most of it is coming straight from what God's Word tells us that courage is. It's strength in the face of pain or grief. I want to say that again. It's, it is strength. It's strength in the face of pain or grief. The quality of, of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, without fear. And it's also a spirit of bravery. It's mental or moral strength to venture and persevere. And you know, I think of an example of courage is the ability to stand up to a bully. You know, I remember when I was in school, I had some bullies that bullied me from time to time. And I'll never forget one time, I was looking up at this bully and you know, I, I didn't win the fight, but I stood up uh, 
And I just looked up at him and I just gave him a punch just as hard as I could give him. He was a bully. And he, and he just looked at me as if to say, is that all you got? <laughs> well, it was. It's all I had. But he just looked down at me with his fist and he said, Phew. well, I fell to the floor with a broken nose and blood all over the place. Now, I'm not saying this is right. But I decided that the bully wasn't going to get over me. So I remember I got my brothers and I got my friends. And I remember him, uh, you know, he, he delivered groceries for a grocery store nearby my house. So we, we knew about where his routes were and things. And so I got my friends. And so um, I decided I wasn't going to be bullied anymore. So I got some reinforcements. Today, you need some reinforcement. You need the angels. You need the Holy Ghost. Now, you don't need to do it like I did it. I'm not saying that's the way to do it. But I remember we found him, and there he was on his bicycle. And so when he got off of his bicycle, delivered his groceries, and he'd come back, uh, they said, go ahead and jump him now, and we're right here with you. Well, I jumped his back, and he saw all of my friends around, and he saw me. And so when I jumped his back, you know, I was coming around the front, just giving it all I had. I'd hold one hand on his back and punch him and do it again and again. And then all at once, my friends came over and, and they, got, they said, okay, get off your back now and just punch him in the face. So I punched him in the face and I punched him in the face and I touched, punched him in the stomach. I kicked him where it hurt. And uh, he was just standing there. He didn't know what to do. Uh, and, and he was hurt this time. And so my friend stood there and looked at me and said, I don't think he'll ever bother you again. Well, you know what? No matter where I was, he would run from me whether I had any, any of my friends around me or not. And I remember, you know, then, then I had courage now when I could see him run. So I remember one day uh, on my street, <clears throat> I knew he had to deliver groceries on my street. So uh, I, I picked up me a huge big old rock that uh, I, I really, I don't know if I was going to throw it at him or not, but he didn't know the difference. And so when he come running, he had a big basket on his bicycle delivering the groceries, you know. And so when he come down my street and I saw him, I walked out there with, with bravery, you know. And, and, you know, he could just in one minute just, and I'd be on the ground again. But I had those, 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 those rocks in my hands, and I was walking to him, and he said, oh, please, please, Don, please, Don, please, Don, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't bother me. I promise I'll never hurt you again. Well, that's not the way to stand up to the bully I'm talking about. We stand up to him in the name of Jesus, with the blood of Jesus. And when we stand up against him, we've got all kinds of support. We've got the angels. We've got God the Father. We've got the Holy Ghost. So when the devil is bullying you, you just call in your team. And you can overcome anything that comes against you. See, we all know that Satan's a liar and he's always trying to frighten us with something whether it be your health, your job, your business, your relationships, and your future. Also, with negative, <clears throat> unscheduled events. And, and, you know, you hear me use that term all the time. 
And I don't want you to get weary or tired of me using that, but we experience them many times with no thought that they would come or other people make decisions that will affect us in a negative way. But I'm sure most of you here are aware today of the scripture in 1 Peter 5, chapter 5 and verse 8. But today, instead of reading it out of the Bible to you, I want to give you the Don Clowers translation of 1 Peter 5, 8. Is that all right? <clears throat> it says, well, my, my, my way of saying it, be sober. Maintain good and healthy thoughts. Be vigilant, keenly watchful, protect your emotions and perceptions because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion or a bully seeking whom he may devour. Now, I added a lot of those words in there because I just feel like that if we will be on guard, our courage will begin to grow. And when things come that we have no control over, we have the power to hold our head up in the midst of the storm, even when it's dark all around us. See, the enemy's always shouting something. And he's always, uh, he, he's always shouting rumor after rumor, stirring up all kinds of evil. And he's seeking who he can bring into the dark cave of fear. Think about what I said. You know, uh, no one. You know, there, no one likes to be in a dark place. I don't believe they do. You know, now I know we don't. I, I don't know what you do at your home, and that's personally your business. But you know, at our home, uh, the first thing we do when in the morning in our bedroom, we open we open the shutters. We, we want the light to pour in, and. Uh, we love it light in our house all the time. And some people, they just keep their blinds closed all the time. They like it dark. Well, that's your business if you like that. But I like the light. I don't want to be in a dark cave, and especially the dark cave of fear. See, Satan wants to get people to open their heart to fear. But I want to remind you, you don't have to listen to the rumors that Satan is spreading every day. In 1 John 4 and 4, we know the scripture, greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. I think about where it says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? You know, when you get bad news, do your best not to fall into thinking the worse. How many times do people let their carnal mind take them to a dark place, once again, in their thinking? See, this is what Satan wants you to do. When you get a report from the doctor and the doctor tells you that you have a tumor or you have a growth, maybe he tells you something else that's very serious, Try your best to be brave and to face the difficulty without fear or worry. You know, someone told me the other day, they got a report from the doctor. And 
the doctor wanted this person to see a specialist because from the results of their test they had, they couldn't really determine what it was and said, I want you to go to the specialist. Well, this person told me, I cried all day long and worried, thinking it could be this. And, and you know, that's what Satan wants us to do is when we get a report, he wants us to think the worst. You know, no matter what it is that happens to you, especially when it's a shock, when it's something that you didn't expect. And, and we all have shocks. We all have things that we don't expect. But that's when we need, again, as I said earlier, to keep the faith switch on and say, whatever the news is, whatever it might be, God is still my strength and courage. See, um, this is why I'm talking about this subject today because we're always going to get bad news. We're going to get bad reports. And, and rumors and things will happen to us that we have no control over. And when they do, I believe if we can stay in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, if we can stay in a mind that we can have courage. You know, someone told me the other day, I was talking to on the phone, they said, you know, there was a time in my life that I got up every morning at a certain time and I spent all this time with the Lord and, and I read my Bible and I did all of this before I went to work. But something happened. I won't go into saying what happened. Well, actually a friend had passed and, and they said I got angry because this friend of mine passed. I stopped my reading. I stopped my worship. I stopped my prayer. Well, what happened? This person said, little by little, I begin to lose my relationship with God. I begin to lose my courage and my strength that I always had. And then when Satan came against me, when Satan came against me, I was already in a low place. So I listened to his rumors. I listened to his lies. And when I listened to his lies, it took me down the wrong path. And now I'm at this place and I have to start all over again. I said, well, thank God that you want to start all over again. Folks, there's nothing like keeping your relationship right with God. Keeping your relationship right with God, I believe, is one of the greatest things that you and I can do. You know, just like in a marriage, if, if the relationship is not good and, and the husband and wife are not speaking to each other or they're not helping each other, what happens? The relationship goes duller and duller and duller and many times ends in divorce. I want to tell you something. 
If you want the courage to stand up against the evil, if you want the courage to stand up against the demon forces that we're facing in our world today, I ask you, let your, let your relationship be renewed. Let it become strong so that you know that when you talk to God, that when you pray, when you're worshiping God, you know that the strongholds, the evil powers are being broken around you and you have the courage to look at the devil in the face and say I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to bring me into that dark cave of fear or you're not going to tempt me and pull me aside because I know who I am in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 46 I want you to listen to this verse carefully. And least your heart faint. And least your heart faint. And you fear for the rumor that will be heard in the land. A rumor will come one year. And after that, and another year a rumor will come. And violence in the land. Ruler against ruler. Let's look at this closely. Let me just repeat just a little bit of it. And least your heart faints and you fear for that rumor that will be heard in the land. Are we not hearing rumors every day? Are we not Seeing people confused and troubled as never before. And truthfully, even though this scripture was written many, many years ago, I believe it applies to us today because we are experiencing exactly what this scripture is saying. But you know what? One day we hear one thing. And what is it? The next day you hear another thing. Sometimes you hear political leaders, doctors, people that are famous and have the, the, the news and the media. They're influential. They'll say one thing. The next day they'll say something else. So you can't trust what comes through rumors, but you can trust the Holy Ghost. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and one day I was talking to them they started bringing up the vaccine to me and they said I've heard so much about the vaccine I don't know what to believe <laughs> they've heard are you following me they've heard what are you listening to? You need to examine yourself and say, what am I living, listening to? See, I agree there's many rumors about, about this. But one of the things that we can't do is whether you've taken the vaccine or not, is let your heart think. Now, I'm not going to tell anyone whether they should or they should not 
get the vaccine. I have people calling me almost daily throughout the United States, some from Canada, some from other parts of the world. Pastor, what do you think about the vaccine? It's not what I think. It's about what you believe. Your choice is yours. So I want to say today, our courage should not come in the vaccine or not in the vaccine. I was talking to my sister, I think it was Thursday or Friday, and there's places you can go if you've had COVID and they will test, test you to see what your antibody level is. And she, her son and daughter-in-law went and the person doing the testing said, you've got more antibodies in you than you would get from the vaccine. So, you know, I'm just saying there's all kinds of stuff that is being said, but church, I'm talking to you today about the Word of God that does not change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we either believe it or we don't. Again, I want to I, I clarify. I'm not telling people to get the vaccine. I know recently I was watching one of my friends that has a mega church. And, and again, I'm not criticizing. I'm only telling you what I saw. And he said, Oh, and remember now, when you leave, if you've not been vaccinated, and this is a, a Pentecostal charismatic church, when you leave today, go out in our fellowship hall and get your vaccine if you've not had it. Well, see, folks, I'm not going to tell people to go get the vaccine. I'm not going to help or I'm not going to try to hinder. All I'm going to do is preach the word of God and stand on God's word because he said upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You and I must come back to the throne room of grace and the Bible said when we come to come with boldness to come with confidence and he will hear our prayer and he will meet our need. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Pastor Sharon and I, we were invited to a meeting the other day and in and, and, and this place where we were, or I'm telling you, I think we were on the third floor. And I, I won't say where because <clears throat> it's better that I don't. But we were invited in this place and, and gosh, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. And where these offices were for this particular meeting, uh, one gentleman said, well, uh, we got all kinds of, we got all kinds of cookies and candies and pies and cakes and uh, cappuccino machines and whatever. What could I get you? And then when we went in to the boardroom of where we were meeting with these influential people, we was invited in, and this company, these people that are very influential, are building a social platform by Christians. Now, folks, I want to tell you something. There's a lot of people that have not thrown in the towel. There's a lot of people not living in the cave of fear. There's a lot of people that's walking with courage no matter how hard they've been hit and no matter what attacks they've come. Everywhere I go, 
you know, on, on our Experience Life website, somebody had contacted me in a place, and we've got a thing on there that I don't even know how it got on there, and it gives automatic responses when people come, and so I very seldom look at it, but every now and then something will pop up, and I looked, and there was a person that says, can you please get in contact with me, and, and they told me that their associations, and so I knew their associations, and so I called and, and, and talked with him, and he said, I saw you on another social media platform, not your own, but on another one, and I heard you speak, and you, you touched my heart, you touched my life, and he began to say, I believe what you believe. I believe in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I believe that it's time for us to behold the Lamb of God. And he began to go on and on. And he said, uh, uh, I, I have not taken the vaccine. I don't plan to take the vaccine. And there's, there's millions of people that don't want to do this. And this message is not about the vaccine. This message is about our courage, our faith in God, not anything in this world. This world passes away, but we're going going to live forever. No, not our flesh, but our spirit and our soul will live forever. And once the flesh lies down and goes back to dust, we move into the presence of God. So why be, a, be fearful of all the rumors that are going on? Because if something happens, you just move from earth right into heaven. You change your address. Thank you for overwhelming shouting me down this morning. Now this platform that they're building, <clears throat> it'll be able to have people like me and have our services on there. Uh, it'll have place to post. And, and no matter what you post about God, it won't be taken down. No matter... Uh, what you do that is right, you will have the freedom to say what you want to say. You know, this person that was leading this particular meeting, very influential uh, person, said, you know, the, the media is, the media is right now taking so many people off because of what, and we see what's happened. We see what's happened, do we not? I mean, our, our First Amendment right is being ignored. And they just decide, I'm going to cut you off and touch a, click a button on the computer and cut you off. And he said, this won't happen on this media website. And he went on to explain things that was beyond my ability and my, my thinking. But, you know, as he was talking, one of the men... One of the men that had worked for one of the pharmaceutical companies that makes one, uh, one, and I won't say which one, had worked for one of the pharmaceutical companies that makes these vaccines. And he was making, he was making mega bucks. And they told him, you've got to get the vaccine. Now, I know I'm coming back to the vaccine again, and people, I, again, I don't want you to think this message is about the vaccine. But he wouldn't take the vaccine. He was making mega bucks working for the company and had for a long time, but he refused the vaccine. And so they fired him. 
You know what he said? If I'd have stayed with the company, I could have made, I could have made mega bucks continually. But he said, I didn't want the vaccine. He said, from what I'm understanding, as working there and seeing a lot of the things, what they're trying to do is get people immune system weakened. Get people's immune system weakened to where they have to continually over and over and over take the vaccines. Now that could be a rumor. I don't know. All I know is that God's got people that's not bowed their knees to Baal. God's got people that's rising up. And we're, 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 I believe this is the day that we're going to experience the power and the anointing of God. I believe we're going to shine a light that, that the world has never seen. I believe this last day church is greater than the early church. Now that's saying a lot. But I'm telling you one thing. Something's fired up on the inside of me. And God saying to me, go for it. Stand on my word. Declare my word. Don't get into the dark cave of fear because of all the rumors and all the things that's going on. And we know a lot is not rumors. We see just the last few days what Ida's done. So many people hurting from this hurricane and then tornadoes. And the dilemma, the horrible dilemma of Afghanistan. But you know what? God's still in heaven. God still lives in us. And all of the things that are happening, God is saying, keep your courage and your trust in me. You know, we're living in the days when social media and the news are spreading rumors and a couple of days, as I said, later you'll hear something else. And many Christians listen to all of this media and they get confused, heartbroken, and fearful. But I'm encouraging each one of you today don't listen to the rumors. Don't listen to the lies. Go to the Word of God and listen to His words. You know, this is why I want to do this Zoom prayer meeting that I've been talking about for weeks. I've been talking about where people in Michigan or people in Florida or people in the Philippines we can gather together on Zoom and we'll be the only ones, just, just believers that's on this prayer meeting and we can start praying and believing God and start pulling the evil thoughts, the imaginations and the strongholds down because we're walking and speaking God's word. 
You that are watching, if you want to be a part of this prayer meeting, I want you to be a part. We're getting close. We're back in our ministry center. We have most of our equipment working now. We're just real close to starting this prayer meeting. And folks, I'm believing, church, I'm believing this prayer meeting. I believe we're going to, I believe we're going to pound on the devil so hard. I believe we already got him nervous. I believe that's why he's put me through what he's put me through for the last seven and eight months. Because he knows that I'm not about to quit. I'm not about to slow down. I'm not about to say I'm going to retire. I'm refiring. I'm standing up and saying this is the day that God has called you and me both to stand up unashamed with boldness, with confidence and say I'm a child of God. I'm not giving in to fear. Hmm. You know, I believe as we begin to pray we'll see politicians exposed it happened in New York it happened in New York we're believing for California to be next come on somebody say amen, amen. we're going to stand in that prayer room and we're going to confess to God we're not bowing we're, not, we're going to be like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego we're not bowing we're not giving in we're not, we're not, we're not giving in to the world Amen? Amen. Wow. See, I believe, I do believe that what's going on in our world is motivated by the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, I'm not saying vaccine or any of this is Antichrist, but it's motivated by the spirit of the Antichrist. I'm motivated. Every time I hear the word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. John 16 and 33. Now, if I've got a few minutes left, I'll, I'll uh, read this verse in several translations. But I was reading this one in the Passion Bible translation. Six, John 16, 33. And he said, everything I've taught you is that the peace which is in me will be in you and give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. But you must be courageous. For I have conquered the world. Jesus said, you must be courageous. Jesus spoke very plain. He said, in the world you live in, there is an enemy. And because there's an enemy, there's going to be trouble and sorrow. But be Courageous, for I have conquered the world. And we know living with God is not absence of problems, but it's the power to get through the problems. Amen. 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 See, when you're not in faith or you don't have enough of the Word of God, 
This is where people need to spend more time in church. That's why they need to spend more time with the Word. Be around the right people. Because if you're, if you're allowing the carnal, living in that realm so often, when trouble comes, you say, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Why did you let this happen? Just like this person told me about their loved one. They got angry at God. God didn't change because they got angry. God didn't fall off of his throne because they got angry. God just kept being God. See, the only way you and I will be defeated if we listen to the rumors and the lies of the enemy and get into fear. See, if we turn our lives open to the enemy and listen to the lies of the devil, that's when defeat will have its way in our lives. So my question, whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? God's word tells us, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You know, there's things happen that we don't understand. Last Sunday and this Sunday, you probably don't know the difficulty for me to stand here and preach and say what I'm saying. And for beautiful Jan Tennist to be here two Sundays in a row. We don't understand why a man that I love so much, he loves so much, we all love so much. We don't understand why he's in heaven today. And your lovely sister Pat, she probably don't understand why your husband's in heaven today. But I see them both sitting on the front row where they could be home saying I don't understand or being mad at God. But I told you we didn't live in a trouble-free world and God said I'm not saying you won't have troubles but when troubles come I'm there to strengthen you and give you courage. See what we do in times of trouble and distress, trial and suffering what we do in those times, what do we do? See, just because the scripture says in John 16, that I've overcome the world, that doesn't mean that you and I have the right to sit back and say, well, you know, Jesus did it, so all I need to do is just sit here, whether I go to church or not, whether I tithe or not, or whether I give or not, everything's going to be all right. That's not what Scripture tells us. What it tells us is to keep our relationship right with God. So when our relationship is right with God, that makes us in partnership with God. Jesus did conquer 
the world for you and me. But we got to be in partnership with him before we get the benefits of it. If we're in partnership with him and we maintain our partnership the way a partner will do, a good partner will, we get to reap the benefits of what Jesus did at Calvary. I think one of the things we must learn to do in times of trouble, number one, is try to maintain your peace. I found out if I can maintain my peace, I can see beyond my hand. I can see beyond the things that's coming against me. See, peace is tranquility in your heart and your mind. It's health, it's prosperity, and every kind of good. And one thing, one of the things Jesus did for you and me on the cross was make it possible that you and I can live in a God-given peace. Thank God for peace. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. How many times have you heard me quote that scripture? And my ears hear back from people, but you don't know what I'm going through. He didn't say, if you're going back, going through bad times, don't rejoice. Actually, he said, rejoice always again. I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving. Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Let your request be known unto the Lord. So when you're going to make a request of the Lord, do it with thanksgiving. Do it with adoration. Do it with honor. Don't come to him just because you're in need. It's okay to ask. I just read it to you. But verse 7 said, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I ask you to pray every day. Give me the mind of Christ. Give me the mind of Christ. Second thing I want to say as I'm bringing this in to a finish. He said, be of good cheer. In times of trouble, it's hard to be in good cheer. It's time to be expressive in joy, especially when you've given, been given a bad report or your closest loved one has just passed over into heaven and you're by yourself. It's very difficult. But he wouldn't tell us to do something we couldn't do. So you have to choose joy. You have to choose to rejoice. In Psalms 34 and 1, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. 
and his praises will continually be in my mouth. I realize that when we're in dark moments, trouble moments, our emotions are almost frozen. Our emotions sometimes seem like they're, they're locked. But that's the time to unlock your emotions. And say, Lord, even though I don't understand, <laughs> I trust you. I love you. I believe you. Once again, let me repeat something that I often say. Don't let your emotions lead you. Lead your emotions. See, nobody knows you better than God. So choose to rejoice whatever you're experiencing. Choose to encourage yourself in the Lord. No matter how impossible things look. There are times you have to rise up and just say, I'm going to rejoice even though I'm hurting so badly. You may have tears running down your face that you cannot control. But raise your hands, look up into the heavens and say, by the grace of God, I can be cheerful. By the grace of God, I can have joy. By the grace of God, I can walk through this. By the grace of God, I'll be a light. I'll shine in the darkness. Number three, and I'm almost done. Take heart. Take heart. Let's look at John 16 and 33 again in the Message Bible. And it says, I've told you all this so that trust in me, you will be unshakable and assuredly deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulty. But take heart, I have conquered the world. You know Satan wants to take you out. He wants to take me out. He wants you to resign yourself that things are never going to be any better. But I challenge you this morning, take heart. Take heart. Let your heart... Be filled with courage today. And let the devil know. Remind him of what the scripture has said. And say I am the righteousness of God. I win this battle. I win this fight. I am not weak. I am not weary. I may be a little weary. But I'm not going to stay weary. 
I may have been knocked down, but I'm getting up. I may have been hurt, but I'm going to rejoice. Satan, you're a liar. You're under my feet. You're not on my head. Church today, hear what I'm saying. I'm preaching you the Word of God. I'm not telling you things that I'm imagining. I'm telling you the Word of God. It's alive. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. How can you quit? How can you quit when he went to the cross and then he walked into the pit of hell and he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and he come back and he said, I give you the keys to the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. You can't quit. How can you quit? You have to keep going on in faith. Even though the rumors of the land are loud every day. Let the word of God be louder on the... Oh, Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Let the word of God be louder inside of you than the rumors in the world. Let the word of God be louder in you than the media that's bringing doom and gloom. Well, whatever has happened, whatever has happened can never cancel out the hope and the promise that God has given you for your future. See, life with God takes us forward. There's no other way with God. God doesn't back up. God doesn't retreat. When things are bad, God doesn't have pity parties. But God is always on the forward march. You and I today in this evil world, we must be on the forward march. Why do you think I endured? seven to eight months of hardship through this building because I knew I knew my work was not finished I've lost one of the closest ones to me that spoke wisdom into my life so many times but I can't quit because he's at rest in him me forward. Al Tannis, you had to go. But I want you to know, Al, you're pushing me forward. I feel myself. I used to bring him up here on the platform and lean into his arms. I feel, I feel I'm in the arms. I feel like El Tennis is saying, preach it, Don. Preach it, Don. He, even though he always called me pastor, I hear him say, preach it, preach it. He said, if you could only see what I see, if you could see your future, if you could see what's ahead. He's saying, go for it. Go for it, Don. Don't stop. Don't back down. Don't retreat. Don't be discouraged. Don't be weary. But look into the light. Oh. My goodness. My goodness. 
Oh, my Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus. I don't know if I've ever had a morning like this or not. I don't know if I've ever had a service like this or not. I'm so angry at the devil. I'm not angry at anybody. I'm not angry. But I'm feeling the courage. I'm feeling the strength of God to say, let's not be distracted. Let's not be retreating. Let's not be resigning. As I said, God does not back up because of what's going on in the world. He's on the throne and saying, I've got you in my hands. I see your future. I see your, I see your, 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 your days ahead. And so walk in, walk in to those days. Walk in with that life. Shamosika, Shalamosa, Rabatsikit, so Horabata. See, I'm, I know I'm one of the few that has lived in this pandemic and millions have lived in it. But, folks, no matter what, we're going through it. We're going through it. My last one be courageous. Be courageous. Oh. John 16 and 33 again in the Amplified. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you'll have tribulation and distress and suffering. But notice, be courageous, confident, be undaunted. Be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory. My victory is abiding. My victory is abiding. You and I are abiding in His victory. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. So therefore, we're abiding in His grace. We're abiding in His love. Remember, every time disappointment or hardship comes, I understand there's an internal struggle. I mean, we're human beings. We're human beings. And so, you know, we have, when something happens, we have internal struggles. But when those internal struggles come, that's not the time to start questioning God and His Word. That's the time to focus our face like flint. I remember when our son was killed on Tuesday. I didn't want to, but I stood up on Sunday morning and preached. I, I didn't want to go to the pulpit and preach. 
I had an internal struggle. Not being mad at God. Not why did this happen. But the internal struggle was just take a few months off. Maybe, maybe I should have taken some time off. I don't know. But something on the inside, that internal struggle, brought me to the pulpit. And I preached that Sunday morning under the anointing of the Holy Ghost because my emotions were hurting so badly and I couldn't have had words to that congregation on Sunday morning if it had not been for the courage that God gave me. Once again, every time negative unscheduled events occur, you get to choose which one you're going to live with. Whether what happened or what's going to happen in your future. You know that when the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that doesn't literally mean we can do anything, but we can do the things we're called to do. In other words, we can live through hard times. We can live through hard things. See, Satan's been waging a war on our mind, our souls, our hearts, our attitude, our family, our jobs, our business. And he's been waging war on our hope. Jeremiah 29 and 11, he says, I've given you a good future and a hope. I love every one of you so much. And you that are watching, I love you. I love this beautiful woman that's been married to me for 59 years. But my hope is not in her. My hope is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Father, today, I have delivered my soul. I've done my best to communicate and articulate words of life that will bring hope and healing and that where people will realize that you're taking us from level to level and glory to glory. Right in the midst of our greatest and hardest, difficult, darkest moments, your light is in us. And we shine with the glory of God. I pray for every hurting person. I think everyone here in our building is right with God but if you're not make a decision today you that are viewing pray this prayer with me dear Lord I give you my heart my soul my everything I turn my life to you I ask for your forgiveness for all of my wrongs 
Wrap me in your love. Wrap me in your arms. And let me be close to you. Jesus, I make you Lord of my life today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody in here want prayer? I want to pray for you. Anybody? You know what I feel like? I told David yesterday, I appreciate the way he communicates with me about worship. And that's, that's very important, I believe, that the worship leader and the pastor should have great communication. I don't tell him what to sing. But sometimes I call and I'll say, this is on my heart. He'll, say, he'll change his whole format if he has to. Just to work that in. But I tell you what I want to do, even though we can't put the words on the screen today. David, I want you to take us just into a few minutes of worship. If you don't know the words, as I said, but I'm sure he's going to sing some something simply simple that we could all remember but I want us just to spend a few minutes in worship here I know it's time to close but sometimes we look at the clock too closely when it comes to serving the Lord so I want us to just spend a few more minutes just worshiping the Lord oh yes
<laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just raise your hands to Him. Raise your hands to Him right now, everybody. Raise your hands to the Lord right now. Uh, surrender. Surrender right now. Just surrender. Just surrender. Surrender right now. Say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
I cast my care on him, for he is my peace. I want you to just say that I cast my care on you, Jesus, for you care for me. And when you go out of here and you go back into life, Sure, it hits you right in the face as soon as you, before you even walk out the doors. And you that are watching, you may even just have to go to the next room and it hits you in the face. But you know what? I feel like telling somebody, you have children that's really dependent on you and you don't know it. They're watching you. They're looking at you. I'm talking to somebody by the Holy Ghost right now. And your decision will affect them if you don't surrender and retreat. Somebody else with children and grandchildren, they're looking at you. They're watching you. They're watching how you act. They're watching what you say. They're watching what you do. Don't surrender. Don't retreat. I feel like some relationships that's been broken in families. Maybe some of your children or maybe it's brothers and sisters. I don't know. I feel like today is a day of restoration if you choose to do the right thing. Maybe you're the one that needs to repent. You say, no, they're the one that did me wrong. They need to repent. They need to ask me forgiveness. But just forgive them anyway. Forgive them anyway so that you can be at my peace. I cast my care on you. What's the other words of that song after that? Cast all my cares on you for you care for me. I cast my cares on you for you care for me. You are my peace. One more time, David. I cast all my cares on you. you one week from today at 2.30 p.m. we'll be having Altana's memorial service.
Al would not want it to be sad. So it's going to be up. And the family's requested that it just be family in the ministry center. And the rest of you, you can watch it online. We're going to put it on all of our, our apps. So I, you that are watching online, remember we're Central Time, so it'll be on Central Daylight Time at 2.30, one week from today, September the 12th. Be 2.30, we'll be having his memorial service. And it's going to be a celebration of life. So let's pray that the memorial service will touch lives and bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You go have a wonderful, wonderful day. You that are home, you that are here, you go and bless the Lord.